This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This video is sponsored by Voxy. Hello and welcome back to the Blues Focus podcast with me, Tommy Kelsall, Jamie Lawler and Josh Much. <laughs> How you doing? In a week, we've already forgotten how to do the intro. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, we're hopefully going to be getting this a bit more consistently over the next few weeks. Uh, we have been... Um, absent for a bit obviously with the Stephen Knight podcast that we released on Wednesday I hope you've seen that it was a big project of ours for a long time now and uh, just sort of getting everything prepared for that was very time consuming so the the podcast sort of took a bit of a back step uh, well back seat for a little bit Um, but we should be back more consistently now and um, yeah let's uh, talk about a winning game because Blues yesterday of course uh, 2-1 victory over Stoke City at the Bet365. Uh, Jamie, kick us off. What did you think to the game? I thought uh, going into Stoke, it's a very difficult game, isn't it? They're in form at the minute. They've looked great under Schumacher, is it their new manager? Mm-hmm. They've been fantastic. Obviously, they battered us the other, the other week, 3-1 on Boxing Day. Absolutely slapped us about. So, it was nice to get the revenge. Two very, very well-taken goals. Bakunas was unbelievable. Stanfield, what a finish. Mm. What more do you want? Dogged performance. We fought, we battled. We looked like the old blues a little bit. We just didn't give them an inch. Everything inside that box just went straight back out. Was it a little lapse in possession at the time? Yeah, where we started to get tired 100%. But you can see Mowbray's already installed that confidence back into these boys. And it's nice to see. Yeah, like We're knocking the ball about again. It's nice. Yeah, what do you think to it, Josh? Do you think, were you a bit surprised by Stoke? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I thought they were a lot better when they... Uh, when we were at St Andrews, but I think that was more just because we were a lot worse. Um, yeah. I think they, if they just got that final pass, probably could have got a couple more. But um, I'd say it was a dogged display by us. Um, not what we'd seen under Rooney. Players really battling. Um, Sanderson seems to be back to the defender he was, but I guess that's because we're, we're playing almost like a simple brand of football in yeah. that the players are just doing what they're best at. Um, we're trying to hit teams on the counter-attack. I mean, that's what we did yesterday. And I think Mowbray has gone back to what are the players the best at and then he's yeah, exactly. slowly going to implement his style with the likes of like Bielik moving to centre-back. Um, I wasn't too sure about it. Like when I saw the lineup, I was a bit like, I know he did okay at Hull. 
I feel like, oh, but he looked all right, to be fair. And I think Mowbray said after the game, he wants Bielik to be that centre-back that like takes the ball through and plays it through the midfield and then through the attack. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he's got his ideas, but he's implementing them slowly rather than just thrusting them straight Yeah. Up. No, that's the difference I've noticed with him rather than Rooney's. The fact that when he came in, he was just like, right, my idea is from now on. This is how we're going to play. Whereas Mowbray, you know, he just knows the he knows the game better, doesn't he? And he's been around the block for God knows how many years now as a English manager, and he just seems to get players and read the room and seem to you know gel with people when he arrives. You know, and that's exactly what we want as a manager. And realistically, like if he does do well with us, I know he's got a two year contract, but like. If by two years and we are still doing pretty well, then I would say keep him on, really. You know, unless there is like a manager who is like perfect for the job, then, you know, I don't think we need to worry about the future too much anymore. I think we can focus on the now at the moment with Mowbray because we're going to have a good end to the season, I think. And I was absolutely determined that we were going to win yesterday. I was chewing my family's ear off about it all week, honestly. It was like, we are winning that game. I know we are. It's like, well, I don't know what the upcoming fixtures are, but. I'll have a look at them in a bit and then see what um what my predictions are for it. But I mean, in terms of like performance wise, like how would how would you compare the Stoke game on Boxing Day to the Stoke game from yesterday? Do you want me to take this, Josh, or do you want to go? You for go, it? you go, you go. Confidence, I'd say, is the main one for me. You can just also a little side note I want to put out is that Dion Sanderson couldn't pass wind under Wayne Rooney, and now I know where he's switching the ball like Prime De Bruyne. He's finding mm. Dembele with 60-yard switches, and I'm like, hang on, what's going on here? How good yesterday? Ah, uh, unbelievable. Some of the balls he was playing out. Like, that's what I mean. Like, the first game when I watched Swansea last week, I was like, watching Sanderson, he couldn't turn on the ball under Rooney. He's spinning on the ball. He's pinging it out wide. He's, and I'm like, hey? Like, mm. Yeah. Um, special mention to, I thought, again, Ivan, and I know he's people moan about him on the ball, but his work rate in that second half was unbelievable made some crucial interceptions. Yeah. I just think the whole team, I loved what Mowbray said as well in his interview, Bakuna is as mad as a hatter and he is, he's nuts. But that's what we love about Bakuna. He has we that moment that, in yeah. him. I mean, that free kick, oh my God. Like, wow. I mean, we've had a few of those moments this season and haven't we? You know, Gary Gardner's free kick was the first. Mm-hmm. I absolutely knew he was going to score because I just said to, I said to Jack, like, I just got a feeling he's going to bend this one in. But the Bakuna one, yeah. I had no idea that was going to come because I've been critical of Bakuna this season for his passing, yeah. his crossing ability. But I mean, that shut me up. That did. That was pretty yeah. amazing to be honest. Because as soon as it left his boot, you know, like I've watched it because I had it on the radio yesterday. So I've then rewatched obviously if it was going on. Mm. And our oh, man, as soon as it leaves his boot, that poor keeper is at full. I don't think any keepers getting that because he's at full stretch and he's nowhere near that. That's not a chance. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, it was a mental mental few celebrations actually because obviously the Stansfield goal was great and then the Bakuna one was like utterly insane and then at the full time as well you know it's great just to have a good feeling again around the club I mean like I mean I don't know about you Josh but like in terms of like going forward particularly at home games do you think this has a boost on the atmosphere? Definitely yeah I mean I was watching the Stoke game I couldn't be there unfortunately but I was watching it and I remember the commentator saying, like, oh, it's a really good crowd for Stoke. Like, they're, apparently they've got some deals on or whatever. And the whole game was just Blues fans. And mm-hmm. I was like, I know the away sport is brilliant, but if we can bring that back to St Andrews, then definitely. I mean, just in, in the Swansea game, the atmosphere just seemed up. Everyone just seemed a bit more... Mm-hmm. Uh, like, even when we conceded the first goal, 
um, mm. it was it wasn't like under Rooney. It was like, oh, here we go again. It was no, come on, we can get this back. And yeah. I think now that we've shown that and just the atmosphere, Bielik was talking about it in his um, post match conference as well. He was saying how the fans just get in there when they're riled up, they they give extra motivation for the team and just that bit of extra energy. And I think our players will feed off that. I think the likes of a Sunic, he's not technically the best, but if he can hear that crowd roaring, he's going to keep going, keep going. Jordan James, rather young boys, if they hear the crowd, and obviously we're going to get behind the young players as well, but it just they go even further for yeah. the team. So I think if we could definitely take that back to St Andrews, which I think the crowds will start coming up now. The crowd seems quite good against Swansea. I think people are intrigued now. And we always say, if you're winning, people are going to come. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, Aaron's just said in the comments there, got the confidence back and it's all down to Mowbray. Spring stability and positivity. I mean, like everybody was sort of uh, up in the air about who we should get as a manager. I was happy with the idea of Mowbray, but I was also yeah. thinking Rowett maybe. You know, it'd be great if we got Potter or somebody like uh, Steve Cooper or someone like that. But as soon as he's appointed and it's he's here, we just knew it was just going to be a great end to the season. And I, I'm still absolutely... I'm, thoroughly believe that we're going to have a good end to the season now. I mean, like, we're, I think, oh, I don't know whether there's been any championship games on today, but the last time I checked, we were uh, six points from the top half and eight yeah. points clear at the bottom three. Um, so, yeah. realistically, you know, we are closer to the top half than we are to being in a relegation scrap. And, you know, if four wins time as well, we could be well within the chance of pushing for sixth, really. So, I mean, it's obviously very unlikely at this stage of the season, but we have had a, we've got a few run of games that I think we can definitely pick some points up in. Obviously, the Borough game has been um, changed now from the Leicester Cup game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got West Brom away on the third, which should be pretty exciting, to say the least. Um, particularly if we play the way we have in the last couple of games against them, it should be an absolute mayhem of an afternoon. Um and then we've got Sheffield Wednesday. That's more than a winnable game, that is. And then afterwards, we've got Blackburn. Uh, but then again, I don't know when they're going to move the Borough game to, um, which will be our first home game back. I mean, like there's some winnable games in there. I know that um, West Brom and Blackburn are diff- difficult teams and we could get tripped up by Sheffield Wednesday. Um, you know, I, I, I think that we, we've just seemed to have got that spirit back. And that's what was frustrating me under Rooney is the fact that like the, I knew the players weren't bad, and I knew the fact that when Rooney was talking about them in the way, it was just like, no, no, they're not that bad. They really aren't. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but that yesterday just showed that it's not the players' fault, in my opinion. No, this was something that was irritating me when people were saying that the players are crap on the Rooney. I was like, well, no, hang on. We finished 17th for the last couple of years, and this year we have a more technical and better squad than we have for a very, very long time. Don't get wrong, are half our signings injury-prone? Yes, but when they're fit, my goodness, are they good players. Mm. So there is no way you are telling me that these players are not good footballers when we have dealt with some awful, painful footballers in the centre of this park. So, no, I'm not having it. It was never the players. It was. I don't want to say they're down tools under Rooney, but I just don't think they believed in the Rooney system. And I no, think they I were agree. done. Yeah. I think you just, when you're getting spoken down to like that in interviews and when the manager's not taking any credit to it and going, oh, it's my fault, I'm putting this on him too much. They go, no, he's crap, he's crap, he's crap. You're going to just blow, oh, you're a knob, not playing for yeah. you. 
Like, yeah, it looked like that on the pitch. Obviously, we can't um, speculate too much, but it's like you could just sort of get the feeling that they just weren't happy under Rooney. And, no. you know, Swansea was a good hard battle. You know, we were a bit lucky, yeah, I agree. Um, but then Hull, we would... Um, you know, got ourselves back into the game. Stansfield as well. Like I, I, the thing is with Stansfield, I think that he was so criminally underused with Rooney, as with many of the players. But like the goals that he is perfect with scoring was the goal that he scored on Saturday. Was the fact yeah. that he just gets at the back line, battles away with that last defender, and as soon as he's past him, you you know he's going to score because he's such a clinical finisher. Yeah, definitely. He is that type that he likes to take the battle to other teams. And mm. I mean, we saw with his celebration as well that he likes to um, rile up the away fans. I think of the Plymouth one. I know obviously that's a special one, a special game for him, obviously with his ties to Exeter. But I think definitely he's the type of player that he needs that battle in the game. And yeah. at points yesterday, it was after his goal, it was, I'm, I'm going to beat this Soap team. And not as not as in like, oh, I'm going to do it all by myself, but just to prove a point of, yeah, I'm going to get another one now just to prove to the fans mm. that it is me. And um, yeah, as Jamie said, I think the confidence in the team is back. You can see with players like Sanderson would never have played those crossfield passes under Rooney. And even yeah. if he did, it would come off and I would imagine Rooney would have bollocked him for it. Yeah. Um, whereas I think Mowbray is, I mean, every press conference he's done so far, he's talked about in the training ground, the players are listening, they're nodding their heads, they're taking it on. He's really praising them. And he has said that there are certain things that certain players can't do, but then he's also gone on to praise them as well and say what they what they are really good at. And that's mm. just the way to do it. That's how you're going to keep players on side. And already you can see the players want to play for him. And yeah. I think he's very much, he makes it about the players in a good sense in that every game so far that I've seen, He's kind of given a clap to the fans and then walked off and let the yeah. players take all the plaudits. Mm. Um, I mean, my uh, my dad's a West Brom fan and he taught, was saying about when uh, Mowbray was at West Brom, he was very much, when he would come out at the start of a game, he would take all the applause and whatever. Mm. But then at the end of the game, he would just go back out and he'd let the players take all the plaudits and things like that. And I think that's what these kind of players need. I think mm. it looks like we're adding a bit more quality as well with some of the players that we're linked with. But I think he wants to keep that core of the team, the likes of a Sunyich. He doesn't want to remove them from more technical because he knows what they can offer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the sign of a great manager. That is really yeah. is. Yeah, just knows exactly what it needs to be done around a, a ground and everything, and the players and getting the people on side. One player that uh, Bobby Fernals just mentioned just in the chat, I'll bring this question to you, uh, Josh. Uh, he said, I wasn't impressed with Tyler Roberts so far. Uh, not sure what his position is or where his strengths are. Where do you think Mowbray could perhaps help him out there? Uh, I I don't think he's a striker. For mm. me, he plays behind the striker in a 10. I know, I remember the first game of the season, or well, pre-season, when we played Solihull Moors, him and Djokovic started up front. And it was very much that he would come short for the ball. And funnily enough, Juki was making the runs in behind. Um, mm. But it was working. And he seemed quite good technically. And I think a couple of games now, he's come on towards the end of the game. And we're wanting him to like run in behind. And he doesn't. He keeps running towards the ball. Which is fine, because it shows that he wants to get on the ball. But I don't think him playing up top on his own is the right thing. I think probably Stansfield up front making the runs and him coming short would be a lot better. Um, I think he's not up to speed at the moment yeah. and that's only going to come. But I could already, Mowbray's given him the game time. 
he's not throwing him on when we need to win the game. Like yesterday, when we were winning 2-0, he brought him on. I think he played him on the left wing, um, which was fine. But he's not asking him to do loads and loads. He's just coming on, getting his minutes slowly. And I think he's doing that with Anderson as well. He's mm. not um, over-stemming them so they get injured again. But again, that's a sign of a really good manager who has done this before and knows what he's doing. So for me, Robert's just behind the 10 where he can link up that play rather than just up front on his own running in behind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Jamie, of course, uh, Andre Dizel was uh, made a sub-appearance yesterday. And also we've got a few other links to people like uh, Callum Styles and uh, Alex Pritchard as well. But also as well, um, we do have a lot of players still to come back from injury as well. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, what do you make to all that, yeah? I, and this is what excites me now, is these players are starting to come back. You know, your George Halls are going to be fit. I mean, obviously, I know he, it's a long injury for this kid, but I'm still excited to see what Alfie Chang's going to bring when he mm. comes back. Because yeah, I think really Alfie so. Chang's going to have a lot to offer this team. Yeah, I mean, definitely. it's very weird to say this after the first couple of games of the season. Ethan Laird doesn't necessarily walk back into this eleven because drama has been unbelievable. We have spoke about this before, yeah. That, yeah. We had that. Cody drama yeah. has been class. And this yeah. is the thing, and don't get me wrong, is Ethan Laird a class footballer? Yes, in my opinion, if he was a fully fit player that wasn't injured, he'd be a Premier League footballer a million percent. 100%. But yeah. you can't, unless, like, Buchanan is undroppable for me. I thought Buchanan was solid yesterday as well. Drama has been so good on that side that it is going to be very difficult for our Laird to walk back in as well. Shout out as well. I think yesterday, I forgot to mention, someone's using Miyoshi properly. Someone's yeah. using Koji Miyoshi, how he's meant to be bloody used. And look at that. He's a class footballer. Would you look at that? Yeah. I mean, some of the passes he played, he obviously got the assist for the goal, but he was just linking like the play like from back to the front and then back. And so he, was just, he was like, um, he was a bit box to box. No, what sort of linking, what is the term like from back and forward central midfielder? Uh, yeah, box to box. Is it box to box? I think. Yeah. yeah. Just sounded wrong yeah. when I said it then. Um, but he was very box to box because he was picking it up deep at times and then moving the play forward. And then sometimes he was really far up and then holding it up and bringing it back. Stansfield did a lot of holding up yesterday, which was really, really important for us to run those minutes down at the end. Um, which actually I should pull up, pull up on actually. How on earth was that goal allowed for Stoke? That's an absolute disaster of refereeing that was. Because honestly, I've never seen such an obvious dive in my life, honestly. But that is like criminal how it wasn't a free kick, a yellow card, and play goes on, 2-0 blows, we win. And they score from it. It's like we have to then defend for our lives. And six additional minutes at the end of it, uh, right pissed me off that did. Because I thought that at the time, it just looked like we'd switched off from the other end of the ground. And then when it come up on the uh, board afterwards and suddenly seen the dive, I was like, oh, my God. Like, if I, how on earth have they missed that? You know, because the linesman's on the same side that the player had dived on because obviously they stay in line with the left back and even he didn't see it it's like what what, what are they looking for and then obviously the the ref stopped the game whilst we were in on goal as well we just um, oh. that annoyed me as well because that would have killed the game off because Stansfield yeah. had been put through 3-1 that would have it could have been 3-0 at that point and that would have been dreamlands but yeah just a couple of things from the referee yesterday really just sort of it, it made the game unnecessarily tight for us at the end and we didn't need that because we were so in control at one point. I mean, Stoke had a lot of the ball, but they weren't really playing it round in the way that was actually very dangerous. Like we just, 
we noticed where the players were going. We were staying tight to them. And there's one point in the first half where Lieber kind of sprints out and blocks one of the shots. I'm just like, this is working. This is, you know, and I'm seeing the, I'm seeing the patterns that are starting to come now. You know, we defend tightly, make sure nothing gets in our, in, in our way. And then we can start to break and get through players like Dembele or we can play long to Stansfield. He can hold it up and then move it back through Miyoshi. You know, and there's just a little system there. And Jesus Christ, like the team we have, when you actually write all the players' names in the list, yeah. that 1 to 11 and then all the all the rest of them, you suddenly realise we've got some amazing players and some great youngsters as well. And that's the thing that's getting me excited now because I'm thinking, right, we've got Mowbray till the end of the season. That's going to be, what, how many months into his contract? So he started in January, say, five months into his contract. Yeah. So he's still got a year and a more than a half still left on his contract. The amount he could do with a fully fit squad, it just excites me. You know, Tyler Roberts can be swapped in and out. Miyoshi can then be played in that role. You can then bring in back players like Alfie Chang. Uh, Jordan James, if he must go, has still got plenty of uh, backup for him once they're all fit. I'm just thinking like that there's possibilities for this team and we're still improving as well. You know, we're getting Andre Dezel in who looked good when he came on, put a great challenge in at one point, which I was really pleased, pleased with. Um, and yeah, I'm just thinking like we've got drama and Laird both as right back options. You know, some teams would kill for just one of them. You know, we've got Donovan. Lee Buchanan at left back, Donovan as well. Donovan's we've got some solid centre backs, Sanderson and Long and Mark Roberts, who was pretty decent under Rooney to be yeah. fair to him. And will continue Probably to Rooney's be decent. Best player. Yeah, definitely. I'm just thinking, like, all the players that we've still got in the squad, I'm thinking, this is why this season has been a bit of a fail, really, with Rooney. Because, like, the, the the potential we could have reached with this squad, I think uh, it's just uh, it's just typical Blues, in my opinion, because we could have hit on something. And I think we we we, we screwed ourselves over again, didn't we, with putting Rooney in charge. And yesterday was a little bit of a realisation for me at the same time because I was really happy we'd won. But I was also like, ah, bollocks, we should have. This should be one of the results that's getting us closer to the playoffs, not further away from the relegation zone as usual. Yeah, of course. But this is this is Birmingham City and this is what we do, <laughs> isn't it? Like that's... Also, I'm just throwing this one out there. I called this after Boxing Day when I was sat in the pub afterwards and I think it was you, Tommy, I said so. I went... All three of the goals that Stoke have scored today are fullback errors. We started Iwu and Longello at either fullback that game mm. because of injuries. No disrespect to either player. They just don't have the defensive capability that a Cody Drama and a Lee Buchanan yeah. give you. And yeah. that was... Let's, be, let's go back to that Boxing Day game. It was the first two goals were Iwu pushing up because Rooney's told him, you're right back, you've got to go forward and help with the play. Ball mm-hmm. goes over the top of his head, through one and one goal. This time, you ain't doing that past drama. He's so he's quicker than he looks as well. You, know, mm. you think the band's got the beating of him, and then drama just appears and makes tackle. You're like, oh, right, good. Yeah. If you no, if you want to if you want a stat for drama, um, this might have changed before yesterday. He had the second most tackles per minute in the league. Wow. And ben Sheaf had the only more, so that just shows. Because I think the thing with drama is not only does he go for a tackle, he almost always wins a tackle. Yeah. Um, I think there was one point in the season, I think midway through Rooney, he had something like a 90% win rate on his tackles, wow. which was by far the highest in the league. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think, like I said, Laird doesn't come straight back in. No. Uh, I think there's a couple of things that we're doing that when he does get back, it was like, you can see perfectly where he fits in. Like, Miyoshi's drifting in. And there's a couple of times where the whole right flank is free. Yeah. It's like, you just want Laird. Like, you say, drama is quick, but he's not Laird. 
Oh no, Laird is unbelievable. Laird is just smart, isn't he, though? Because the perfect example I have of him is at Bristol City. Like every single time they try to switch the ball over the other side, he just knew you could see it. You see his eyes just looking at the ball, and he was like, right, I'm on it. And he got in front of them every time. And like Cody Drama is probably just as quick, but I just think Ethan Laird is just. He's had more experience as a first team player, yeah. hasn't he? I mean, yeah, he, he's just so good. Then this is the thing we talk about how good they are going forward and going back. We've actually finally got fullbacks that are complete fullbacks. They're great yeah. going forward. They're great going back. Look at the Preston game when we drew not Preston Ipswich when we drew two two under Rooney. That performance of seventy minutes was unbelievable. What caused the downfall? Laird went off injured. Laird's still yeah. walking behind the bloody goal. Yeah. He's walking behind <laughs> the goal as he watches it go to two one. And even oh, you see him look at lads like really. He cleared about three bloody balls before that. Back post, yeah. he headed them away. So, oh, he did, come yeah. on, like. so, The squad depth we're going to get is scary. The depth we're going to mm. grow in the summer is even scarier. And then when the injuries come back, we are, I think, genuinely going to be a force to be reckoned with next season. I if think not, so, yeah. the end of this season. Yeah, I just think that the future looks so much brighter now than it did mm. under Rooney. And if, if anything, we've got an upgrade from Eustace as well because, you know, like, we've had to take a bit of a detour through Rooney and maybe the fans wouldn't have been happy with getting rid of Eustace for Mowbray. I'm not too sure about that. Let me know what you think in the chat. Um, but I just think though that like the Rooney one was like a little bit of an experiment maybe just like, a, let's see, you know, if he's, he's a big name, so he, he will have him, uh, people who'd be interested to come work with him. Uh, and if he works, then it's like fantastic for the brand and everything. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't work, then it's not too much of a hit on the team. Um, I don't know. It's just all the theory, by the way. But I just think, though, like if we'd pro- if we'd um, replace Eustace with Mowbray, wouldn't there have been the same uh, feeling we've got? But like, obviously, he's coming after a hard time. I'm thinking, like, you know, that he can really work his magic now, and like I think, like he can just be like sort of the th- the glue that holds every little bit together, really, with the club because. I think just because he's a really nice guy as well, really, because he's just like a proper, proper guy, really. I think that's what's um, been missing, really. With like, we didn't obviously Rooney's a nice guy as well, but he just didn't come across like that in his interviews or on the touchline. You know, he felt a bit. I don't think he got do anything, did he? No, it just it felt like all wrong, didn't it? Yeah, I think Mowbray's come in, and I know he's um, he's from up north, but he, he he just fits the club the way he talks and just like just. That first press con- conference where yeah. he started talking about the food that was put on, mm. and it was—I was just listening, going, "Yeah, he's our manager. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's our boy. He's one of the best none of this. Oh, I've, I've had so many. Yeah, yeah. It's he, just, he's none of this. Oh, I've had so many like appearances for England, and <laughs> like we don't care about that at Blues. Like someone that just gets us. Yeah, definitely. I think he's one of the most. Uh, relatable managers we've had in quite a while, isn't he? Because mm-hmm. like yeah. when we appointed managers before, like when we got um, Chris Hutton in, when we got down, when we got relegated, yeah. it was like, oh bloody hell! You know, we are still going to make a bit of an effort this season. Um, and then Rowett, when he came in, got the club. Everybody felt brilliant. I remember our first game under Gary Rowett. I think was um, was it nil nil at Wales Wolves or something like that. And we yes, also, I, I just remember the away end as soon as the final whistle went. We're all just celebrating. It's like, get in. I was like, I swear we just lost to Bournemouth 8-0. So to get a yeah, point away at Monaghan yeah, was. was a big result. But then obviously that was great with him. And then Monk as well, fantastic appointments, real big uh, favourite of mine. You know, it just seems to connect with the team and everything. But Mowbray, I think you could almost say he's probably better than any of them. 
I think, because he, he's he's probably a better manager than all three of them. Um, Houston may be you know, pushing it a little bit. But also, as well, I just feel like he connects with a few different um, demographics as well, as like looking at it from a business side as well. So I just feel like the connection is just so much more there with him now yeah. than it was with any manager, particularly any manager we've had since Monk's left. Like, fucking hell, honestly. I mean, Bowie was good, but it was a bit of a chance on him as well. But Mowbray, it's just like he's a proven manager. He gets teams, he gets teams winning, and he can really just like, you know, put some vibe back in the team, really. I'm, I'm really excited about this. I really am. I think... Especially with Mowbray, I like to when we get a new manager. It's always for me is I look and I'll ask oh, the other fans of the clubs he's managed. I'm yet to find a real negative on anyone saying anything about Mowbray. Everyone who I've spoke to, who uh, West Brom fans, Carvey managed Carv for a bit. Yeah, you yeah. know them. Like I work with some of these guys, and I've said to them, "What do you think?" And they went, "Amazing manager, get to your club. Mm. He's proper working class man. He just understands the fan base, understands you know the way it goes." And he's just a passionate guy, and you can see it from day one, can't you? He's walked into the club, he's put his arm around all the players, he's gone, lads, here's what we're going to do, it's going to be all right. You know, and he's installed the one thing that we all, always bloody asked for, which is just hard work. Jay Sandfield yeah. didn't stop at that fucking yeah. back line for 95, 96 minutes. Didn't stop. Like, it was and great, he just yeah. went, and that's all you want. Hogan, last week, it was like we had COVID Hogan back, like long hair COVID Hogan, <laughs> where he was unbelievable when he just didn't give him a second. That's what you want. Mm. No, well, I... yeah. Uh, yeah, Sunderland must be gutted. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, I, jo- yeah. I feel for Joe more than yeah. anything. Joe's gone to play under Mowbray and then Mowbray's joined us. Oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> well, he could always come back if he wants to. <laughs> um, yeah, let's have a look ahead to the uh, Leicester game then. Um, big game, I think this is, because I reckon we can win it. I, I, I do genuinely believe we can win this. I mean, like, there's... Leicester, do they have a few of their top players out at the moment? Or I can't remember. That, but I think the bonus... Sorry, I've just cut you up, Josh, and I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> right. I'll, let, I'll let you go. I was just going to say, they've got a game Monday. And have they got people away at the Cup of Nations? They might do, actually, yeah. I, I, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Yeah, they might have a couple. I think I know... I don't know how to say the guy's name. Some um, a tall midfielder that they've got uh, Indeed, from it. Chelsea on loan. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Kasady, something like that. He's been recalled from Chelsea. So the, mm. that, that's another uh, first team player down. Um, I think. I think with the league as well, they are kind of just running away with it. But I do expect them to make a lot of changes. Where I don't think we will. Because I think mm. we've got quite a gap. Obviously, it's just the week, isn't it? Like, so it's like a normal. Thing. So I I wouldn't be surprised if he just puts out his first team again or only changes one or two and uses this as another chance of let's keep learning how I want us to play. Um, Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Like that, so I wouldn't be surprised to see the likes of Anderson come into the team and maybe Robert start. Uh, maybe he takes out Dembele and uh, Miyoshi, give them a rest. But, I mean, he showed against Hull that he's not scared to do five changes at once if he wants to. Yeah, yeah. and it absolutely changed the way. I mean, let's yeah. give FA Cup Djokovic a go as well. Do you know what I mean? I absolutely yeah. love a bit of the Duke. If you're going to... Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, that... if these are the games you want. We want to win this, surely. Yeah, not definitely. the FA Cup, obviously. We're not winning the FA Cup. We're not saying this in one bit. We'd mm, like to get... Said that that Yeah. <laughs> Win the Premier <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Champions League in three years. <laughs> um, is that the team that's going to beat Leicester, though? Like, is that a team that could beat Leicester? Because I reckon we can treat this like a normal league game. And if we take that same mentality, so let's say that this is a league game, we're going to try and get a, a, a good win or at least a point. Because obviously, if we draw, I think it goes to a replay and not to extra time. Yeah. So if we treat this like a league game, then you know, like we, we can really like we can imagine that. Oh, that's another win that puts us higher up and up. But like we go through to the fifth round. If we get a good away tie at a Premier oh. League ground, the atmosphere around the stadium it's going to be fucking bouncing on us. So even a good home tie against somebody big, you know, like I, I just think like we're in need of a proper fixture to get us really back together because it's been ages since we last played somebody big i feel like if we can beat leicester which i think is more than capable we're more than capable in the current form we're in but it's like can you imagine like a an away tie at united or even a home tie at united like the stadium would just be and the fans would be so in, enticed by it all it'd be fantastic you know the last big game we had uh, well with fans was west ham away and that was yeah. a great day out. But like, obviously, the last big game we had was Man City in the cup. But obviously, we couldn't go to that, and we were shit under Karanka as well. So, you know, it it will be like feeling in the Premier League again. You know, and just for one game, you know, I, I don't expect us to beat Leicester. Definitely not. And I definitely don't expect us to get uh, a win against a big team in the fifth round. But you know, like, I mean, a couple of people are saying in the chat, I would love to get Villa in the cup. I'm like, yeah. It's been ages since we played them as well. And like, yeah, they probably will beat us and, you know, probably will feel a bit shit. But like, just to be on the same pitch as each other again, you know, it's been such a long time. And honestly, the fan base has been so depleted because of it. You know, we're a fan base who, you know, like you were saying, Jamie, who just like love to get hard work in and get stuck into everybody. And when Andrea Dezel, who's probably a nice little uh, fancy midfielder, absolutely went slamming into that play yesterday. I was like, go on, son. That's a proper blues mentality, that is. And so, like, like when we're playing the Villa, it's like, or, or a big team, like, that brings it out of us as well. And it could just fire something for us, really, you know. And I feel like whatever it could be, you know, and, and chances are if we do beat Leicester, we'll probably get 
forest green or somebody in the fifth yeah. round or someone shit but like that. <laughs> just, just throwing this one out there. And I mean, this is why I'm cracking up to myself because I've just got an image of Wolves or Villa at St. Andrews. Mm. You imagine how much of a shithouse Jay Sandsfield, Bakuna, Ivan Sunjic, they'd just be absolute. It'd be like Mortal Kombat in the middle of the stadium. Yeah. It'd just be brutal. Like, do you remember when we played Villa the, a few years ago and within about mm. three minutes, Kiftamel just absolutely oh, punched yeah. Green. What a tackle. I've still got Sunjic. Sunjic is getting booked in about 35 seconds. Yeah. 100%. Mark Roberts is coming back for that game just to absolutely snap someone in half. Like. I reckon the referee should actually book him before the game even yeah. starts. It's like, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get in anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling me Jay Sansfield won't be up for that game. That would be horrendous. Yeah. So what, he'd be awful. But the great thing about that is, like, one, if we beat Leicester, that's a great addition to the season and the fan base. Two, if we do get the Villa or somebody massive like that in like a big tie, that also boosts the, uh, the club. And it also helps with the revenue for the... Um, uh, the club as well because imagine how many we would take to Man City away we'd fucking sell the whole end of that stadium honestly it's like we, mm. we'd absolutely go mental we took 10,000 fans to our, our away fixture in the Europa League you know like I, I'm absolutely certain about it and if by some miracle we do get the Villa and beat them that'll, that'll be like an extra four things as well you know because we'd be on top of the world at that point you know the fan base would be like so in back and so enthused again and that was the that was the only thing that monk couldn't do and you know that he was really getting the fans back together at one point you know he was really like we were singing in the streets at after one night game um we were on an amazing win win streak and you know the players were just like quality but he just couldn't beat the villa and had he have done it once that season had it been that away fixture which probably we should have done home fixture they played us off the pitch a little bit um you know i think that that would have really set us up for a good season and this is what I'm talking about you know like we get a big cup fixture you know if it is Man City away that the fans will just be like let's go for it you know it's it's going to be an amazing day out you know and that you know that all the coaches arriving at the Etihad it's just going to be like mental so I really do want to beat Leicester and I think we can now that's the thing because like under Rooney fucking hell we did, like, we're absolutely murdered under them we got we, we played well against them at home but I don't know I just think like had he still been in charge now it would have been tricky these past couple of games, but this is what I'm talking about now. Like we got Mowbray, anything's possible. I'm absolutely certain of it. He's just got install belief again, and that's all we want. We we believe in this team again now after yesterday. Yes, mm. we had 30 percent possession. Yes, it was backs to the walls for the last half an hour. One, like you said, Tommy, their goal shouldn't have stood. But mm. Blues of old, as in, and by old I mean the Blues of five games ago. That would have ended 3-2 to bloody Stoke. <laughs> yes, that would have, it would have. Yeah. But it wouldn't have been 2-0 have... in the first place, though, would it? No, well, no, because a lot of Rooney's tactics was, oh, let's give Jay Stansfield the ball on the wing. Oh, no one's in the box with him. Fantastic. Yeah, it would have, been, it would have been Stansfield on the wing and Nolly Burke up front. That would have been it. Where's he gone, by the way? Where's he vanished <laughs> <Hopefully. Easter? laughs> Well, he was, was he on the bench yesterday. I can't remember now. I don't know. I don't know if he was. Yeah. Um, he might have been, but I think I think most focus insights come for more. <laughs> Mowbray has seen him and has just realised that he's not going to be in this first team. But I think Mo, like that's what's so good about Mowbray is that as you say, he's been around the block. He knows what he's doing. Like he said in the interview yesterday after the game that he could. He kept telling the team to press, to press. We can go and get a third. But he said that, obviously, the players are so used to, oh, we've got one goal, let's back up. 
So when it went 2-0, they were just defensive, defensive. And he said, I was trying to tell them, but obviously that's how... And that's why he threw on the third centre-back, because he was like, I just want to shore it up. Like, another manager wouldn't have done that, and they mm. would have just probably thrown on five centre-backs with about 20 minutes to go. But he was leaving it as long as possible, and then he realised, no, actually, we do need to shore it up. But like, as you say, he's like the just the man management of the game. Like, we didn't get that under Rooney. We didn't get it from minute one from Rooney. Eustace mm. did it a little bit, but you can see Mowbray's got that by the subs he made in the whole game, the decisions that he made yesterday. Like, e- like even the transfer of Giselle, like when he came in, like I'd heard of Giselle before and I'd, I'd seen him at QPR a couple of times and it was very much, oh, he's a tricky midfielder or play the passes, whatever. We won't really get stuck in. Then he put that tackle in. I was like, oh, mm, oh, yeah. you can do that okay. as well. And I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if... I Welcome to Birmingham. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't have been surprised if Mobay whispered in his ear and just said, go and leave one in on him. Go on, show yeah. him what you're about. I think straight that's away the... that tackle, I was like, yes, Dizel. Yeah, he, he, he mm. he's going to fit in here. Well, yeah. I think if he'd backed out a little bit, it would have been a bit like, oh, mm. I don't know how you're going to oh, get on. One of them. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that is so the thing, though, honestly, because like, I'm a very calm, reserved person in real life. I'm not very shouty at anything. Mm. At the football, I want yeah. that every single game, honestly, because yeah. I just hate losing. And that's the thing, like, referring to the Stephen Knight podcast, I was just so happy to hear him say look I, I just always want to win I'm like that's a proper blues fun when you yeah. see him yeah. just like that you just hate losing honestly and Dazelle as soon as he made that challenge yesterday it's like you say Josh just like you're fitting you're definitely you're welcome here at, at blues that's for sure yeah. I think so it's nice having a manager that understands football in terms of we've had managers of old that will try this back five thing clearly Mowbray's watched the game for 10 minutes and gone these lads have gone into a shell they're just panicking I need to shore this up. We tried this under yeah. Rooney again. Ipswich went to a back five, crumbled. Under Mowbray, there was belief. There was, and we could have made it three-one. I mean, yeah. how they didn't go down to yeah. ten men, by the way, because from what was it? Miyoshi yes. was pretty much through, or Stansfield, the goalkeeper, yeah. Stansfield. Stansfield. Goal, it's yeah. pretty yeah. much an open goal, and they've pulled him back, and it's not a red. I'm like that. Yeah, that is a goal-scoring opportunity there, mate. Like, yeah, fucking done was yeah. Yeah. And if we did that, I guarantee, oh, gone. See you later. Yeah. Like, well, Three games. Yeah, but, <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. Like, it just, it worked. Mowbray read the situation, read the room, and it's a far cry away from when um, our wonderful Mr. Cranky R used to go 1-0 up, take off, a, take off a striker and a winger, bring on a CDM and an extra centre-back and they'd be perplexed as the one who just fucking and lost. put Jeremy Veller at right wing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened that? Well, I don't know. What do you mean? You don't know, like... Yeah. Yeah. Oh god! Oh. A good, a good comment there from Terry. Actually, says all I can say is our owners are listening to the, our fans. Mm-hmm. Got so much respect for everybody. Yeah, it's just it's spot on. I mean, like Jeremy Dale was st- stood literally behind me yesterday. I had no idea. Jack said to me at halftime, um, sort of whispered to me, "It's like Jeremy Dale's behind us." I was like, I, I thought he meant like a couple rows behind us because I knew he sits in the, the sands quite a fair bit. I didn't realise he was literally the seat behind me. I was like, <laughs> I didn't. I think I'd even panned around at one point with my phone. I still didn't realise it was him. So um, on the ball as usual. Um, but yeah, I just think that that they they've got this right with this appointments and yeah. I think they've understood that they made a mistake with Rooney. They they tried with it, you know, and they wanted to see if it works. Obviously, it hasn't. And getting in someone like Tony Mowbray is just going to be fantastic for Blues yeah. and all the fans involved, really. And 
you know, it just appeals to every Blues fan, I think, really. I don't think there's anybody out there saying at the moment, mm, ain't too sure about this, you know, it's looking a little bit dodgy or anything. Perform- Performance-wise, maybe, because uh, we haven't played against someone big just yet and we don't know how we're going to fare. Um, but I just don't think you can say that there isn't an excitement around the club at the moment, though, because there just is, in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He's, done, then, he's done two good things already. He stopped the mm. rut of losing. We got yep. a two-two. We've gone through the FA Cup. Sorry, and the third thing you said straight away. I want to address this away form. Get one game. Yeah. He's done it. Exactly. He's done. He's done it in game one. He's gone. There you go, lads. There you win. Sam's yeah, game. absolutely. And that's just the most important thing, particularly in the championship. I mean, like wins are all that matters, and wins are all that matters because four games time, if we win them all, we could be sixth. Like that's or yeah. seventh. Like that's how fucking tight it can be. We can go from being relegation candidates to being playoff candidates in like four games, four wins. And you look at the fixtures, three of those, we could be well within contention. It's how it goes. There's 10 days of this window to go. You never know what's going to happen here in 10 days at Birmingham City. Yes, would it be sad if Jordan James does go? Yes, if we get a good price, could we very quickly, you know, recycle that into some bloody good players? More than likely. A lot of things can change here in the next 10 days as well. It can be very I mean let's be honest deadline days of Blue Nose is always stressful at the best of times because we all know <laughs> Atalantia are going to come in at probably like half ten at night with a ridiculous bid and our heads are going to fall off and I'm going to be sulking yeah, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't uh, I do want to move the conversation on but Jordan yeah, James yeah. wise I think I, I reckon they've got only a couple of days to actually get that one finished really Atalanta mm-hmm. or whoever's interested in I saw Fiorentina interested in that but if they do it literally the last day of the window if I was Gary Cook or whoever sorts it out the Blues, I'd be like, no, you know, you've had all this time to sort it out. We can't replace Jordan James at this late in the stage, at the window, you know, like, no, you know, fair enough. We come back in uh, the summer transfer window, you can have him then, you know, but well, they might get some pre-contract deals sorted or something like that, but he can't leave, you know, we still need him at this point, you know, that's, you know, the, no last minute appointments and, even in four days' time, you know, no, you know, we've got a big game against Leicester. You know, it's like this is this needs to be done either now or not at all, or in the summer. You know what I mean? Like this, not right now, not not on the last day of the day of the transfer window. Not no chance. Um, that's just my opinion. At least anyway. And we're now we're now a club where we don't have to fall yeah. into that stuff. We don't have to financially be pulled apart by this stuff anymore. We can actually be stable under it. So all yeah. power to it. Anyway, I'll let you carry on. Uh, let's get some predictions in then. Uh, be sure to fire your predictions in for the Leicester game um, in the chat. Uh, so, Jamie, what do you think is going to happen on Saturday? I genuinely think we turn up. I think they've got a game Monday. And although I think they are storming the league, I think they are looking over the shoulder a bit because there's about three or four teams now that are catching up to that second place. Mm. I think they definitely want to get back to the Prem. I think there will be changes. I think we start our strong team and I think we go through 2-0, 3-1 maybe. 2-0, 3-1, bloody hell. Yeah, I think... I'm very confident. I think they're going to rotate, and I think, you know, they've got to. I think we'll mm. we'll go to it. Is um, Sutar, he's one of their centre-backs. He's away at the Asia Cup as yeah. well, isn't he, with the Aussies? Mm. That'd be good, then, if uh, he's out as well, because he's Duke, a big bastard. Their six-foot-six <laughs> centre-half yeah. is not playing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They have we'll got put Mark Roberts up front, why not? <laughs> um, yeah, go on, Josh, what do you think? Um... Yeah, I'm thinking, I, I think it kind of, I'm expecting it will go kind of like the Stoke game. So I'm going 2-1. And okay. We go 2-0 up. I think we hit them early, but they're not expecting it. 
I think they slowly start to get back in the game. I think second half again, we hit them early. I think they'll they will probably then sit back like we did again. But I think we might concede one. Um, but I think that we can hold out for a two-one. Uh, Jamie, you just saying about their six foot six centre backs out. Uh, remember, they have got Vestergaard, who's like six foot five. Yeah, I know. But from everything <laughs> I watched from that Leicester game beforehand, he is slow. Like if you unleash if you unleash your Stansfield with the same runs and the Miyoshi through balls that he dealt with on Saturday, that Vestergaard ain't got a prayer. He's getting sent off because he's having to clip him in the heels every time. <laughs> yeah. There is no way. I remember watching him going. He is because they play a back three, don't they? And they they literally everyone else just goes forward from what I watched last time. And their three just sit there. Is that mm. Foose as well? They've got at the back. He's yeah. a liability on the ball. I'm not being funny. But he's a liability. He skinned up four of our players at one point, but every, you could see it. Even the players were looking at him, and not one's passing the ball half the game. Mm-hmm. So they're they're a bit frail at the back. They they score a lot, and they're top of the league for read. But my God, do they concede a lot? Yeah, definitely. Uh, before I uh, before I uh, answer mine, I'm going to read a few out. Uh, Bobby Fernell says two one Blues, especially if Leicester rotate. One uh, nil Blues says Terry Earl uh, would take that. Uh, Adam Patrick Humphreys says 2-1 Blues, keep right on, keep right on Adam um, yeah I, I, I agree with all those but I do think though, one thing we are forgetting is the fact that Leicester are more than capable of scoring um, so I think the way that I can imagine it going is them getting the first goal of the game probably a little bit early so probably dampen the atmosphere a little bit um, but I think we'll hit back and make it 1-1 after a good bit of football and a good bit of, a good spell for us um it might be another stansfield type of goal really where he just tries to get at the back three and try and nick something and then i think the second half is going to be where it's just like back and forth back and forth back and forth very much like um how it was before we got the first goal against stoke um the other day uh, yesterday but um I just think, though, it's going to be one of those games in the second half where the next team will win it, whoever scores. I think we will get that goal on the break. Uh, then I'm debating whether they're going to get another goal back to think, you know, whether we feel like we've done it and then they get a very late goal and take it to a replay. I think replays are still in uh, effect yeah, they are. in the fourth round. I think I they're in effect they until the semi-final. Once you get to Wembley, I yeah. think it's not in effect anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think we'll either win... 2-1 um, or we'll draw 2-2 uh, and that will be a bit of a kick in the teeth really I think but I, I think if we can defend how we did against Stoke which will be monumental to defend like that because obviously Stoke have got the attackers or even the the aerial threat that Leicester do you know so I think a 2-1 uh, Diane also thinks a 2-1 Blues uh, and Mick agrees a, a 2-2 as well um, but yeah I feel like you know, it's just it's gonna it's gonna be a hard game, but it'll be a very entertaining game as well. I just don't think though we'll get rolled over, and if we do, then it'll be a bit of a telling sign of um, how the season's gonna go, um, or maybe not. I don't know, but you know, it's it's. I think though with like Leicester, it could be one or two ways really. Um, so I think yeah, either a win or a draw. I don't think we'll lose though. I just don't. I can't see us losing at that at that, at that ground. You know, a replayer maybe things can change in a couple of weeks. You know, we've got to rotate fixtures again. Players might be tired, but I just think while we're up for it, I think we can we can just go for it really. Um, yeah, Bobby says uh, a replay would be good for Mowbray again. I think another game to build. I agree, but also player wise, it would be tiring for them. You know, because like you say, yeah, you two. Yeah, you two have been saying injuries all, all week. Uh, 
all, all podcasts it's just like you know when they get injured they, they are injured it's like with Bielik he's either like he's just got like a little bit of a landed awkwardly or he's out for eight months so it's there's never anything in between it's like out for a couple of games you know he permanently just... has a knock yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's always injured on the so when you play football manager he's always just got the little yellow injury symbol above his head he's just <laughs> always hovering by him like mm. yeah definitely um Scott does say, though, uh, I really love everybody's optimism, but you can't write off Leicester. Premier League team, storming the Championship, think it's going to be a struggle. It will be difficult. I'm definitely not suggesting we're going to go there and be prime Barcelona there or anything, but I 100% agree that Leicester are storming the league, you know, and they are taking it to teams on a daily basis. But I just, I don't know. There's something about us at the moment that I feel like we're really up for it. And I don't think even if we were to lose, it would, kill the former in i think what would kill the form is a loss to somebody like sheffield wednesday and it's like oh yeah. fuck yeah like that was stupid that was so I, I think for as long as we can keep it going i just think we won't we can't lose at the moment um and that's why i can't see us losing against leicester because we just seem to have hit something at the moment and i know it's early doors and everything but like early doors early days <laughs> um i just think we can we can do something on saturday and with it being the three o'clock kickoff as well it will just feel like a normal league game for me so yeah yeah i i, I really want to win that game and i think we can so um yeah uh i think that's pretty much all we've got time for actually um so yeah um thank you guys for tuning into this episode of the blues focus podcast again like i said at the start we'll be trying to keep this a little bit more consistent uh, after we've done all the um, big podcasts uh we are going to be looking for a bigger uh, a big podcast uh, still uh, big guests and everybody to come on um so do keep your eyes out for that um i think we'll we'll, we'll do a proper podcast me jamie and zach and sam due to like um sort of like how we sort of went through it and everything um just to talk about it really because there was so much about it that doesn't doesn't really get spoke about we no. obviously when we won the award as well i was going to do a video for that but in reality we should have done a podcast for it because it was just too much to talk about in like a well-structured video um so yeah oh, we'll, no. we'll make a podcast about that very soon um and we will be keeping uh, the podcast more consistently. But for now, uh, thank you very much, Jamie and Josh, for joining me. It's been a pleasure as usual. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and keep right on. Keep, keep right on. on. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.